I have an important announcement for you before today's episode. The doors of our in-person money and wellness event is now open. I'm so excited. Listen up. If you're a woman physician and 2024 is the year that you've said you want to make sure you grow your money and your wealth and your life, this is the event you do not want to miss. It's going to be me, you, and an intimate group of women physicians in person May 17th to 19th in Atlanta. It is going to be fun. You're going to learn. There's going to be transformation and you are going to grow your network and build even deeper relationships. I cannot wait to see you there. So go to moneyfitmd.com forward slash W-Y-C. This is the event you've been waiting for. I cannot wait. See you in May in Atlanta. Hi, Dots. I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way, we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. So, hello, hello, everybody. I'm so excited that we get to hang out today on the podcast again. As always, I love to bring you guys like great, amazing stuff that will educate you, that will inspire you to have more money and to create the freedom that your life wants you to have. So as part of that, I have the pleasure of bringing a host, a guest, not a host, a guest, but she's a host because after this, we're going to be going on her own platform recording. So she's a guest, she's a host, but I heard her story. She reached out and... I think that it's one that would be of value to so many of you guys. And in fact, Chelsea, before I go into more details or introduce you, this whole idea of quitting is something that I actually love because many times you have to quit before you grow. You have to quit in order to say yes to the next thing that's waiting for you. And as physicians, we've been taught that quitting is bad. So I'm here with a woman physician who thinks that quitting is the best thing that's ever happened to her. So Chelsea, welcome. Oh, thank you. I love that intro. Yes. Quitting has been really powerful for me. I love it. Can you tell those that are listening a little bit more about you? Who are you? What do you do? She called you a doc. Are you a physician? Give us the backstory so that they can catch up with where we were before we press record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'll try to make this as brief as I can, and then we can go into more details in whatever areas we want to dive into. But I, um, went to med school and started OBGYN residency. And basically the first like 27 years of my life, I was really following just like the society script for success and happiness. Like if you get this great career and you're helping people and you're checking these boxes, then you're going to be fulfilled and happy. And I was doing all of those things. And I got to about my second year of OBGYN residency, checking all the boxes and just felt so empty. I felt so empty. Um, And so I finally looked around and was trying to figure out like what it was, like what was going on that was making me feel burnt out, exhausted, empty. And it's because I wasn't living in alignment with my own purpose and with what I wanted to do. I was following what everyone else thought I should do. And I I didn't have a clear sense of who I was, what I wanted to do. Um, and it was a gradual process of like coming back to myself, really connecting to my intuition and understanding 
how I wanted to contribute to the world, I was able to connect back to my initial love of psychology and personal growth and helping people. I started developing a new love of travel. And then um, during second year of my OBGYN residency, I made the decision to leave. And I got a one-way ticket to South Korea and started to English part-time or full-time to pay the bills. And then I was starting to build up my own online business. It started off as blogging because that was another one of my loves initially was writing. So I started off blogging, traveling. Um, and then I also got into coaching and started doing that. And now that's my, my full-time business is career coaching and podcasting. I love that story so much. I love it so much. I want to go back a little bit more before that. When you decided to become a physician, where was that? Like, where did that inspiration come from? Did you have people in your family that were physicians? Because, you know, to become a physician is not an easy road. You deal with the MCAT. You're like, you know, all the things that we all had to do to get to where we were. So I'm curious to hear what was it about medicine that made you say yes to medicine at the beginning? Yeah. No, that's such a good question. So my initial love was psychology and I was such a nerd where during high school, like I would have my parents drop me off at books a million and I would like say that I was going to study and I would study a little bit, but then I would also just browse the self-help aisles of books a million. Like before self-help was much of a thing. Um, I was looking and reading books about like happiness and the psychology of rejection. And I was just so interested in this concept of sort of self-optimization and and just learning how to live a happier, better life. So that was always my initial love. And so I majored in psychology in undergrad, and that was always the plan to do something with psychology. And at the time, the two pathways that I saw for that major were, were one to go into clinical psychology, sorry, my um, to go into like clinical psychology, like get a PhD, um, and, and help people more as like a therapist or go into medical school and go into psychiatry. And that's sort of where my brain was at at the time. I would present those two options to people and I would be met with anytime I mentioned the idea of medical school, I would be met with a lot of like, oohs, ahs, like, oh, that's so impressive. You must be really smart. You're going to be a doctor. And so I just internalized this sense of that's the most impressive career path. And at that point in my life, it was so much more important to impress other people than to be true to me. And so I can see that now in hindsight, that it's like, I was making that decision from a place of like, this is what's going to look the best. And this is what's going to just, yeah, make the most people impress me. It was like a very much a seeking of external validation. I'm going to stop that because I do think that's a really important point that a lot of people are going to feel to their core. How many things are we doing? Not because we know that that's what we're meant to do, simply to make other people really happy. And many times we don't even know that it's to, we think we want to make people happy so that we can get that dopamine hit of like validation and matter and helping, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But if that leads you away from your purpose, who you're meant to be, the people you're meant to impact in this world, then sometimes we need to pause. So I love that so much. Did you have student debt from your first year of med school and second year of med school? Oh, yeah. So I went year, all the way year, through all that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I went all the way through med school. So I had student debt. So I had, and I still have like, it's like $120,000 of student loans. That's sort of what it was when I took it out. So that was always a factor that for a while 
made me feel trapped in medicine. So the first like two years of residency, even though I knew I was unhappy, I was starting to really realize this was not my purpose. I felt like I had no other option because I didn't know how I would pay back my loans without continuing on that pathway. I almost had this idea that I had to be a doctor to pay back my loan. It was, it was a weird thought that I was like, Oh, can I even, am I even allowed to do something else to pay back my loans? And so, yeah, I definitely felt trapped because of that for a long time. And have you paid off your loans now? I'm just curious. No, no. So I'm still doing income-based repayments. I'm you know, paying them down $1 at a time. And I'm totally okay with that. It doesn't feel, I don't feel this like deep sense of pressure and rush around. Like they need to get off of me right away. I feel like I can live my life and enjoy my life and they'll get paid off when they're paid off. I love it. I love it. The other thing I wanted to ask you, and feel free to not answer this question, but Mm. when it comes to your family background, Tell us a little bit about the socioeconomics of your family. Did you, like, were they, what do your parents do or how do they earn? That kind of stuff. And the reason why I say that is for many people, the thought that comes up now is that sounds like privilege and people are going to have ideas and make up stories that you haven't said yet about your family. So I think it would be great for us to answer that question for them so that your story doesn't their story (laughs) doesn't become the stumbling block of why this is good for her, but I cannot do whatever the version is for me. So tell us about that. Yeah. I love that so much. And I, you wrote about that in your sabbatical guide about privilege. And so I just like love the way you talk about that and think about that. So thank you for bringing that up. Super happy to answer that. So my family comes from, it's like middle-class American family. So my dad's a software engineer. My mom was a stay-at-home mom growing up. So it was, we always had just like a medium amount of money, you know, to like enough to get by. Um, it never was that we were with a trust fund or, you know, my parents didn't pay for med school. They didn't pay for college. I got a scholarship for undergrad. And so it really was like, once I was out on my own, I was very much on my own. Now, that being said, like if something ever happened and I needed my parents for something, like they would be able to financially help me, but that has not been, you know, they haven't been funding my travels. They haven't been giving me money for anything. It really was like, I had to go to South Korea. Well, I didn't have to go there, but I I needed to get a job to pay the bills. Um, And I was able to find a salary. The good thing is residents don't really make that much money. And so I was able to literally teaching English in South Korea, I was making the same salary that I would have been making as a resident, but also like living in a different country, my accommodations were covered. And so it was on me from the beginning. And it was, that was definitely something that felt scary, but I also felt a sense of, you know, if I was, if I was gonna pay my, my loans off, like with my salary of being a doctor, all that is, is that's a six figure salary, right? It's, it's not like you, it's, it's not an insignificant salary, but I decided there's going to be a way for me to create that for myself outside of this pathway. And once I kind of made the decision, I was like, that's so cool. I definitely can figure a way to build a business that, that gives me what I need financially. I love that. And I a hundred percent agree with you. In fact, I tell people that, you know, there are many less painless ways to earn than being a physician. 
does not mean you cannot be a physician. It means that I want everyone to get to the point of doing it because they want to, not because they have to, right? And so I love that you share that. And for those that are wondering what she's talking about when it comes to privilege, two things that will be helpful for you. One is a sabbatical guide that I wrote. It's called the Sabbatical Guide for Women Physicians. You can access that. It's a free resource, moneyfeedmd.com forward slash sabbatical. It's how my family and I were able to travel to 19 countries in 10 months. And I talk about privilege because a lot of times when people are living a life that sounds different, that sounds extraordinary based on our culture's interpretation, it's easy to by default say, this is a place of privilege and it is. And you have your own privilege too. And so part of this is recognizing all of our own privileges and knowing that privilege is relative. So that resource will be helpful for you. And the podcast episode on how to grow your own privilege will be also helpful. It's one of our most, you know, commented and whatever message on episodes because it's that powerful. So go find it. I don't remember. I'll have them put that in the show notes. So let's talk a little bit about what you do now and how you help physicians. Is it physicians or anybody? Tell me, is it anybody or just physicians? Yeah, it's health professionals. So I also work with PAs, MPs, nurses, um, OTs, like really anyone in the healthcare field. Got it. And what are you helping them with currently? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. My biggest mission and my overall, the the mission of my podcast is to help health professionals make a difference, make a living and still have the freedom to enjoy their lives. Because within medicine, within all, all the people I interact with, it always feels like we can only do two of those things at best, right? We, we can either make a difference and make a living, but then we're stuck in this job with no flexibility and just this rigid clinic schedule that we have to get a vacation six months in advance. We're not even sure what we want to do at that point. Like there's just like this deep rigidity and it feels like, you know, if we want to make a difference and make a living, we can't have the freedom. Or if we want to have the freedom to enjoy our lives, we're going to be, we're going to be broke and we're going to not be able to actually help people. Like there's just this idea that we can't have those three things. And I believe that we can it doesn't mean we can have it all, quote unquote, because I just don't think that's a real thing, but we can definitely figure out what those three things mean to us, how we want to make a difference, how we want to make a living, how we want, like what freedom we want to enjoy our lives. And we can find a way to create those three elements for ourselves. And if someone is listening right now and they're like, um, I don't know that that's possible for me. How can I start to even take the first step towards whether it's a career change, whether it's like a career change in terms of like the work they do, the setting they do it, what is something that you can share with them right now that they can take and go, okay, this is a starting point that I can hold on to. Mm, Yeah. So I would first just evaluate where you currently are in relation to that, right? Like where are you right now when it comes to, do, do you feel like you're making a difference in the work that you're doing? Um, if not, like what, what are you currently, like what, how would you want to make a difference? Like what would helping people really look like for you? So, so figuring out like where you are currently and then what your ideal version of that, like I, I made Venn diagrams. So in my head, I always see them. It's like the three Venn diagrams. So it's like, where are you right now when it comes to making a difference? And where would you love to be? Like, what is your 10 out of 10? I am here like doing the work I meant to do every day. And then start to look at like, what is that Delta? And then do that for the other category too. Okay. For making a living, what, 
what does that look like for me right now? Like, where am I? Am I just like barely making ends meet? Do I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck, which is something I know you talk about. Um, do I actually feel like the inflow of money is like very supportive and sustainable for me? Um, make, so that's for making a living. Like, where are you currently? And like, where do you want to be? <laughs> How do you want your income to work for you? And then the third one is like freedom to enjoy your life what does that look like right now? <laughs> right? Like, do you, do you currently feel like you're not the boss of your own day? Do you feel like you have to, you're living by someone else's schedule and someone else's rules? What are the things that you would love to be doing that you have to continually deny yourself because of the current circumstances? So it's like really just getting a clear assessment of like a diagnostic picture of where you currently are, where you would like to be in each of those categories. And then just, you know, depending on your answers, like, taking small steps to start bridging that gap. I love that small steps. It's so simple yet powerful, right? Small steps, because the reason why we don't move from where we are to where we want to go is because all we see is a mountain. And if we can take that and break it down, I mean, when I think about what we do as physicians, someone comes in, they have a question, they have a problem, assessment and plan, we break that plan into step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, right? The power of taking something big and breaking it down into tiny, minuscule steps, right? You don't get six packs by getting six packs. You get six packs by actually getting off your bed, <laughs> finding where you're going to work out, find the way you're going to lift, right? And just like the power of small, I think it's not... We hear it, but it doesn't necessarily sink in. So I love, love, love that you talked about finding the gap between where people are, where they're trying to go, and then asking themselves, what are small steps that we can start to take right now that will be able to help? Does that Did I summarize that okay? You absolutely summarized it, yeah. I love it, I love it. So let me ask you about the name of your podcast, because I do think that there are times when we want to do things and it feels impossible, but the more we know and hear stories of people that have done that, and for you, it may not be your work, right? For you, it may, maybe you're like me and you love medicine and you're like, Latifa, I cannot imagine my life without like doing one more, I don't know, breaking up stones if you're a urologist or doing one more EGD, like whatever that is. Quitting can be in different parts of life. And I do think that idea of surrounding yourself by people that don't think it's a taboo to quit is by itself power. So what yeah. is the name of your podcast and how can people learn more about what you do so that they can be inspired to do whatever they want to quit or quit whatever they want to quit? Yeah, it's Life After Medicine is the name of the podcast. And I totally agree that quitting, it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be your job. It doesn't have to be any one thing. It's just quitting the thing that's no longer right for you and quitting your sort of allegiance to other people's expectations or other people's ideas of what your life should look like, quitting the need to put anyone else's agenda before your own well-being. I love that. Quitting your 18-year-old dream so you can get your 40-year-old dream. How about that for a start? Yes, that's a big one, right? Because we make these decisions at such a young age. And so then really being able to recalibrate to what's true now, I think Absolutely. that's so important. Quitting your 35-year-old dream so you can get your 50-year-old dream. How about that? Like, come on, people. Like, we are not stuck. Let's yeah. get it right. This life is a gift. Every age is a gift that is meant to help us get clearer and clearer and clearer. And yeah, Chelsea's doing that now. Maybe she does something else when she's like, I don't know, 50 years old. Like, it doesn't 
even matter. Let's just get unstuck. This has been fun. I've enjoyed having you here. I've enjoyed hearing your story. I know that people that are listening to this are going to be finding your podcast and listening in and hearing and getting inspired by other people quitting different parts of their life. And I know I keep saying quitting because that's the hardest thing for most people. But sometimes your best life start with quitting something. I quit my job to travel, right? I quit making excuses so I can be the best version of myself. I quit my program that I created every single year so that I can create something more amazing every single year. That's what it's about. So thanks for hanging out with us, Chelsea. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode. And don't forget, if you like this, share it with other women physicians in your life and make sure you go find her podcast, Life After Medicine, and learn all the amazing things you can learn on there as well. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.